Welcome to another exciting episode of the Decline and Fall of America. I am your podcast host, Charles Factor, broadcasting worldwide from the Foggy Mountain Studios and the Great Misty Beyond. Today we have a fascinating subject for discussion. We are going to be talking today about a subject that I think everyone's been concerned about, but nobody really wants to discuss, so I guess you'd call it a taboo subject. Today we're going to be talking about teenagers and pornography. And the New York Times ran an article today, so this is January of 2023, and in it, in the New York Times article, it talks about how 75%, three-quarters of all teenagers, have viewed online pornography by the age of 17. So these are young people, and the majority, 75%, are viewing pornography online, on their computers, on their cell phones, on their tablets. So let's discuss this. I know it's a difficult subject for a lot of people. A lot of people want to ignore it, pretend it's not happening, uh, pretend that this doesn't happen, pretend that their children somehow don't do this, but everyone else might. All of the above, but the fact is, if 75% of teenagers are viewing online pornography before the age of 17, well, then these are your children. These are everyone's children. So let's read the article from the New York Times from 2023. Quote, three quarters of teenagers have seen online pornography by the age of 17, sexually explicit content has become so prevalent online that teenagers are deluged, according to a new report by a nonprofit child advocacy group. The internet has transformed pornography, making it much easier to view and share than in the days of Playboy magazine and late-night cable television. Quote, for teenagers, that's created a deluge of sexually explicit photos and videos that has invaded their everyday lives, according to a report released on Tuesday. Quote, three quarters of teenagers have viewed pornography online by the age of 17, with the average age of first exposure at age 12. Let me repeat that sentence. Quote, three quarters of teenagers have viewed online pornography by the age of 17, with the average age of first exposure at age 12, according to the report by Common Sense Media, a nonprofit child advocacy group. Quote, teenagers are seeing the photos and videos on their smartphones, on their school devices, across social media, pornography sites, streaming sites, the report said. Quote, the report underlined how ubiquitous pornography has become, with 41% of teenagers say they have seen images of nudity or sexual acts online during the school day. Much of the exposure was by accident, yeah, right, quote, with 58% saying they did not seek out sexually explicit videos and photos, but had come across them while surfing the web, social media, or through search engines, or by clicking on ads. Quote, teenagers have increasingly grappled with the role of technology on their mental health and well-being. In recent years, lawmakers have criticized social media platforms like Instagram, for exacerbating eating disorders and scrutinized how the sites have been used to sell illegal substances such as fentanyl-laced drugs to adolescents. Quote, the effect of online pornography on teenagers has been less examined, but parents and politicians have been locked in fierce debates over tech safety and whether discussions around pornography should take place in schools or at home. Last fall, sex education courses in Idaho were falsely portrayed in posts, and an article 
as promoting pornography. Quote, tweets leading, tweets linking to the false report provoked out, outrage online. Quote, we can't sweep this topic under the rug just because it's uncomfortable to talk about, said Jim Steyer, the founder and chief executive of Common Sense Media, who plans to present the report this week to officials at the White House and at federal agencies. Quote, pornography is now a huge part of the lives of children who have digital access like never before, and we need to have a national conversation about it. Quote, part of the issue is that online pornography is highly lucrative, as an industry, giving it a firm foothold. And while there is little data on the size of the online pornography industry, one estimate uh, from Alec Helmy, the founder of the trade publication XBIZ, XBiz, which surveys payment processors, puts the revenues for adult influencers and platforms at at least $15 billion in 2022. He estimated that revenues from internet pornography were around $5 billion. Quote, in recent years, online pornography has evolved into a business in which thousands of people have their own streaming, texting, and photo channels that are promoted on sites like Instagram and are hosted on platforms like OnlyFans and Pornhub, Mr. Helmy said. Quote, Common Sense's report was based on a survey in September of 1,358 Americans ages 13 to 17, more than half said that they have viewed pornography of violent acts, including rape, choking, and someone in pain. A majority said the pornography portrays stereotypes of black, Latino, and Asian people. More than half said they felt guilty or ashamed after watching porn. Quote, at the same time, 45% said the pornography provided helpful information about sex. Quote, we have to be careful about saying that all porn is good or bad, said Emily Rothman, a professor of community health sciences at Boston University. There is nuance here. Quote, schools, parents, and political leaders have been at odds at how to handle the topic. David Mayashiro, the superintendent of the Cajun Valley Union School District in the San Diego area, said that he held tech and safety workshops, discussions for parents, but has not directly addressed pornography in any of the sessions. The Middle Eastern refugee community and conservative Christians expressed their discomfort with the district con- conducting any sex education, he said. Quote, the devices that the students are issued to take home have filtering software, he said, that runs through district servers to block access to pornographic sites and to alert school officials of searches for explicit and harmful content. Quote, sexual health and sex ed are areas that are very family-specific, Mr. Mayashiro said. Quote, a wide-sweeping policy or stance will sometimes isolate people and can create enemies or friends. Shelley Viramatez, the superintendent of the Campbell Union School District near San Jose, California, said problems also arise with personal phones that children bring to school. Her district has conducted disciplinary actions around sexualized behavior that she and the counselors believe is linked to more exposure to pornography. Quote, this generation of parents are dealing with things that no other generation had to deal with. The amount of access information in the hands of kids. Dr. Virmontes said, quote, in the Common Sense survey, teenagers said much of the content that they saw was disturbing, and only one in three said that the pornography included someone asking for consent before engaging in sexual activity, and fewer than half said that they discussed pornography with a trusted adult. Of those who did, the conversation encouraged them to think about ways to explore sex or sexuality other than porn, according to the report. 
quote, teenagers who intentionally saw pornography said their top sources were sites like Pornhub, YouPorn, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, Reddit, and other social media sites ranked second as sources for pornography. Quote, Instagram, Snapchat, and TikTok ban sexually explicit material, but the sites are used for promotions that link to pornographic sites. They also bar individuals from directing users to pornography on other platforms. And in December, YouTube banned Pornhub's channel for repeatedly violating its policy that forbids links to websites that violates YouTube's community guidelines. Quote, a YouTube spokesperson said its policy is to try to strictly prohibit the posting of explicit content such as pornography that is intended to be sexually gratifying on our platform. Quote, TikTok said that it didn't allow for sexually suggestive content um, and it tries to block inappropriate searches and hashtags. Quote, we continue to invest in safe and age-appropriate experiences for teens, unquote. It, quote, Reddit declined to comment on this report, but said it did have a strict ban on mature content. Quote, Snapchat said it bans accounts that promotes sexually explicit content and is constantly working to try to improve in efforts to combat it. Quote, Pornhub did not respond to a request for comment, and teachers and parents said they cannot rely on tech companies to block the content. Quote, you can't blame the technology and not have these conversations with children, Dr. Viramontes said, unquote. So that's the article. I mean, I think everyone knows that this is going on, but was, were you aware that it was this widespread? 75% of children under the age of 17 in America say that they are viewing pornography online. Well, there you have it. I mean, a lot of people think it isn't going on. They think it's not their kids. It's not their communities. They think that other people are exposing their children to pornography, and that's why their kids, no, no, no. The kids are viewing it on the cell phones that the parents are giving them. They are viewing it on the computers that the parents are giving them. They are even watching this stuff at school, and of course they're watching it at home and in other places. It's widespread. It is prevalent. Now, the question is, what is this going to do to the children? What is this going to do as they grow up, as they see pornography online? You know, people having sex with multiple partners, lack of stable relationships that, that, that are reflected in pornographic sites, and you're seeing people go from one partner to another partner to another partner, engaging in sex with all different kinds of people. So it, what effect does this have on what the kids think is normal or acceptable or appropriate or widespread conduct? Now, people aren't going to church anymore, so they're not hearing from religious authorities. Morality has kind of collapsed in the United States, and now you have a situation where children are getting their information about sex, not from schools, and definitely not from their parents, who, according to this article and the experts that were interviewed in the article, the parents aren't even having conversations with their own children about pornography. So where are the kids getting their information about sex, their sex education? You guessed it. They're getting it online from pornography. So does that mean that they're going to copy it? They're going to emulate it? They're going to do the same things because it's becoming normalized? And when you have children, teenagers, now keep in mind, in America, the age of consent is 18 years old. You're not supposed to have sex before 18. But these kids are watching pornography before they're 17. These are children. So what is this going to do to their promiscuity? What is this going to do to their relations with with people, what is this going to do to unusual, strange, abnormal, or weird sexual practices? 
Is this just going to become acceptable? Has it already become acceptable to their generation? Are they simply going to say, we don't care, whatever, it doesn't matter? And when people say, when children say, sex doesn't matter, it doesn't count, who cares? What does that really mean? What are they really saying? And what does that mean they're going to do? If it doesn't matter, if it has no value to them, does that mean they're going to go through life treating it as casual, as unimportant, as something that is insignificant? Is that really what is going to happen? Is that really good for America? At a time, and I'll talk about this at a future podcast, when sexually transmitted diseases, including HIV and all of the other ones, gonorrhea, syphilis, and herpes, and all the rest of those, and there's a lot out there, chlamydia, all of those are at record highs in the United States. At record highs, STD, sexually transmitted disease, are at record highs. Is this a good thing? Is this what we want? And when we see families breaking down, when we see institutions breaking down, when we see sexually transmitted diseases at record highs, when we see our public schools in abysmal conditions where people just aren't learning because the schools aren't functioning anymore, what does this all mean? When you put children into this environment, you hand them a cell phone and a computer and they can watch unlimited pornography. What is that doing to them? What does that mean when they become husbands and, and wives and fathers and mothers, what are they going to do and what are they going to tell their children? I ask you, is this a good thing? Shouldn't we start to have a national conversation about this? Is this not yet another sign of the decline and fall of America? I am Charles Factor, your podcast host, broadcasting worldwide from the Foggy Mountain Studios and the Great Misty Beyond, wishing you a great day.